Welcome to the Tone Jerks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower, and joining me today is... Kyle McIntyre. And today we have a special guest in our house. Yes, this is Brian Rush Ziegler. Oh, yeah. He is... Uh, Did you say your house? You said yeah, your I, house. I said the house. The Okay. Whose house? Yeah, Whose house, house? My house. <laughs> my house. Owned by right? my mother-in-law. Yes. <laughs> my house. It's my house, right? Yeah. yeah. My house. Don't tell anybody it's my house, though. It's kind yeah. of a secret. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brian, he's, uh, you know, we're just going to throw that out there. He uh, plays drums for our band, Play Without a Pilot. Boom, but he's boom, also... Boom. Um, we're, we're reaching really far for guests yeah, no. on this one. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, uh, you know, a local musician. He's... Uh, <laughs> You know, like hip hop. He's doing photography. He's playing drums for multiple bands. He's doing his own solo stuff, Front which we're man. going to get into. Yeah, but you know, he's, heard a, you're he's a hype man too, right? He's a you know, I get, I can be. Yeah, so he's, he's come on stage. <laughs> so he's got he's he's a music guy. He's definitely like yeah. in it, and he's producing his own album. So we're gonna get into all that shit. But before we dive into that, into Mister Rash, uh, let's uh, you know, Kyle, what's uh, what's new? What's been Shaking in your life. Uh, I got a new car. Oh well, tell tell the people about it. Got a police interceptor Crown Victoria, circa two thousand and eight, and the thing, yeah, it's awesome. I've uh, used it to gig, uh, a couple show, uh, one show actually. Mm-hmm. Put uh, your shit, my shit, the world's shit <laughs> in it, and uh, fit a four ten with a. Head, I mean, if it your your all your gear is yeah, great. Everything that we would take in my Ford F one fifty, we were able to fit in your new car. Yeah, and most of fit and in a, a brand spanking used car. Yeah. But it was like I when once you bought that thing, I was like, God, that is a stupid fucking purchase. Yeah, you're an asshole. Until we drove to the show, and I'm like, Oh, this thing's great. It's brilliant. You're like driving a couch. Sort yeah, of. yeah, like two couches well, like, with a bit motor, and, and then all my baggage in the back. Yeah, and then me too. Yeah, <laughs> all Kyle's emotion. Ass. My, I'm part of your emotional baggage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so, like, that's what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah that was that was pretty sweet. <laughs> um, pretty sweet. Dang. Yeah. So that's basically. Um, the thing is, definitely a killer. Yeah, it was a good a deal too. Smoking deal. Couldn't couldn't pass it up. Smoking. Brian, what'd you do? Brian Gower. No, you know how this goes. God damn it, Kyle. I don't know how this goes. <laughs> I worked, we're 10, 12 episodes in. I don't know. Anyway. You always go after me when no one else is in the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brian, what's uh... <laughs> if, if If I'm alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always me and then me. I always yeah. finish first. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll play the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Brian, what's, uh, what's you know, new in your life? What's, what's, what's oh, grooving? Man. What's shaking? What's good? Uh, you know, um, busy. A uh, lot of business stuff. Um, on top of working full time, I like to do stuff at my house. I'm in a couple music projects. I'm in like a soul rock fusion. Uh, do that stuff on the weekends. Uh, building that, and then um, top of that, I do my own my own hip hop stuff. Rational, and also me and my homie, we do uh, artificial intelligence. So it's me and my buddy Save One, and we we uh, got a couple things in the works, but busy 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 so it's kind of like we touch on it when we can but yeah other than that just like working hard 
doing that, studying whatever I can, looking into more hardware for the studio, stuff like that, you know. Just no. trying to stay busy, yes. playing with you guys, yes. like, on the reg. So yeah, just, There's <laughs> so, no, no rest no rest for, yeah, for Brian. <laughs> pretty much not, no. It's usually my weekends, like, you know, a lot of people relax. I'm, like, doing a thousand things. So. Yeah, you're, like, yeah. you're balancing, like, work, music, yeah. home. Got my you wife, know. you know, yeah. it's like, you, you got, know. You got your bitchin' garden that you got back there? Yeah, yeah, oh, you know, yes. doing my home gardening. You got, you got, you got, your, got your, your crops. Like your I was green like, thumb. Yeah. yeah. It was like last time we had a barbecue, you had a bunch of oh, yeah, we, veggies there. Tomatoes, and we got the peppers and all kinds of stuff going on. We got the, finally our blood orange tree has blossomed into a beautiful fruit. Are those like oh, blood, blood diamonds, or what is it? Not even close. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're I don't just, know anything about blood oranges. Blood oranges are just like red oranges and then the inside. Oh. Pretty cool. Yeah, uh, do you he knows have, a lot about do you, them. Do you have fruit now. yet? Or what's up? Do you have fruit yet? Yeah, so they're they're ripening now. Nice. Yeah. And so, notice that like like fruit that you grow yourself is and veggies that you grow yourself is completely different than what you get from the store. Because we have like ban- like bananas that are like way puny. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> compared to the ones you get from the store. I'm like, hey. Yeah, it's not the size of the banana. Yeah, like a punch. Okay. <laughs> For sure. They still, they still, yeah, back a punch. Yeah, I think it's just uh, and even like the love you put in, you know. Yeah, like lemon. We have a lemon tree oh, in my yeah. backyard, and they're just they're like the size of fucking grapefruit. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on here? <laughs> you got to get to them before, like you know, the yeah, the, the mice get to them. Yeah, they eat all that shit. We have one eat, one got eaten. Yeah, fall victim, a little victim of the rat. Sons so. of bitches. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So just doing that, and uh, I'm doing some studio work with this uh, this one guy. He's doing a lot of. There's a young guy's doing metal, so I'm doing metal on like these sporadic <laughs> days. So it's drumming, kinda, right? Yes, okay. and uh, so it's a lot different than what my normal forte is. But well, you got to brings me out. back. It's cool. So. All right. Yeah. Well, Brian, there you go. Yes. <laughs> What's new with you? Uh, not a whole lot. I guess my uh, you know, the state of the board. My pedal board is pretty much done at this point, which I'm like, I'm kind of like at the point where I'm like, what do I do next? I guess I got to learn how to play guitar. I'll tell you, you start all over again. No, I have my, I got my, uh, my sinusoid cables came in, the slivers, sinusoid. They, uh, they came in and I was able to patch (laughs) up my board and get it all, uh, wired up. And so I get a little more room out of that when you slid everything together because there's a. Oh, thanks, Brian, for bringing that to us. That's what we needed. <laughs> so that was, was a, a good moment. Yeah, that was good. You're making a good pun. Yeah, so I was able to get uh, all, all, all my uh, pedals like kind of tight. And I was like, like I told you before, Tweet. I was using all like the George L cables. And like every time we would play, I'm like, ah, they might give out. Hopefully they don't give out tonight. Oh, they didn't. Good. And then with yeah. the sinusoid cables, they're all soldered together. They're really small profile. It's great. I was able to patch everything together. And we've played a couple shows, and so far, so good. Everything looks good. It's all tight. I'm able to Thank get, you, sinusoid. get everything that I want on my board. And I'm like... sued now. Thank you. Recently, <laughs> hey, like... Thank you. <laughs> um, pretty much finished up with that. So I'm like, shit. Well, I guess I kind of am up with gear for now for the for the time being so that's always good to like once you're like finished with your project i'm like oh shit because i was always like oh i need to add this to my board and change this around so now my board is super versatile so if we play a show and i use two amps i can easily just plug in i don't have to change anything if we play a show i have one amp mm. all I, I don't have to change any settings all I, I have everything all my presets done i'm like fuck 
this is pretty much like any type of situation that we get into. If I whatever, if I even borrow amps, I can just totally uh, use them. You know, use a backline, whatever, and all I have to do is just change it to a preset, and I'm like, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. And I'm like, That's my dope. whole board is just set up, and I'm like, fuck. It. I love it. Love like having a project, and it's just finished. And I'm like, sweet. Now I can just focus on other things yeah. or whatever. So. But that's, it can get addictive. Yeah, and that's, like, that's one, that, that's what one thing. What else can I do? Yeah, I'm like, shit. Well, with Nam coming up and all the new shit, I'm like, oh, I'm, shit. I'm, well, I'm sure probably, you'll find something. You'll have yeah. like LED rope lights that are activated with the guitar tone <laughs> yeah. and sound, and it'll be like... You'll have mini I'm fog the, machines on there just shoot straight up well, in your face. And confetti cannons. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and then like we played shows, and people look at my boards like, fuck. Okay, because they're like, we played a sh- like a tower bar, and people were coming up to me like, "Man, how'd you get all those sounds?" And look, they look at my board like, "Oh, ne- never mind." Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Wow, that thing looks like a maze of pedals." <laughs> it's That's like funny. it's like it's like a spaceship. It's like a it's a com- yeah. it's a computer you can stomp on, <laughs> which is what really what it is. And they're like, yeah. "Oh man, I really wish I can get those sounds." How'd you get them? And I showed them. They're like, "Never mind, never yeah. mind. You could you can have all that." And I'm like, yeah. "Well, you know, you run yeah. four cables and change this, and you're able yeah. to change presets with the TRS." Ca-. And they're like, "Never mind." That's all you, well, bro. Yeah, because we played with all the punk bands the other night. Well, yeah, and they're I, they're basically just a guitar yeah. into a tuner pedal into yeah. an amp. That's it. I mean, it's not you know, it's it's one of those things. Is what you're going for, and how serious you're going to take your sound, and what you know, what you want, how many things you can experiment with. You know, it's like how many tools can you throw in your toolbox? Yeah, and I always like it when guitar know. players like kind of come up and it's like, yeah, who um, have especially people who have seen us for a while. They like they compliment me on the sound. I'm like, you know, because. People in the crowd, they don't give a shit, but other guitar players, I'm like, always, I always get off on that. I love that type of stuff. It's like our. You're getting off now. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So. The most delayed rat ham horn. <laughs> yeah, well, don't worry. We'll, we'll sweeten it in post. Yeah. We'll post it up. Don't worry. We'll right, beat so Detective like, It too. Make yeah. it on point. Yeah. We'll, we'll auto tune all that shit. Oh, we should be doing this to a click track, guys. You know, stay on point. Yeah. So keep, keep it real. Keep it legit. <laughs> keep, keep a seven, eight time. <laughs> okay. So that's enough of the, you know, the the what's new, what's happening. So yeah. let's let's uh, get into, you know, a bit of an interview, some questions. Brian, if you don't We're, mind. We're let's do it. So I wanted to go uh, a little bit into your musical background. Like, how did you get uh, into music? When did the, when did the bug oh. bite you? We have to go way back. Way back. So um, give it to me, boy. You know, it's kind of weird. Um, you'll, you, you Sometimes you encounter people like, oh, man, I remember when I was a little kid, I always wanted to do this, or I always did that. But like when I was, I mean, probably some of my more vivid memories are like when I was younger watching like early MTV and the big drum sets and stuff. And for some reason, at a super duper young age, I was born in 82, so... We're talking maybe in the five to seven year old range. Yeah. I was like attracted, like you, you know, most people want to be the singer, the front man, or the or the guitar player doing all the licks, or the you know the bass player rocking out, fucking doing their thing. Nobody the drummer, wants to be the bass player. Well, a lot of people look at a drummer and they're <laughs> hey. like, man, that's just challenging. That's too hard. Whatever, like that's crazy. And and they're in the back and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like I always just was drawn to it. So. At a young age, I would bang on anything I could. I, I could keep rhythms, you know. I noticed, you know, I just would always be tapping on stuff. And then eventually, like, my cousin had this little, like, crappy little Toys R Us shitty drum set. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have a kick pedal. I was hitting shit with the right hand, you know. Just And I started learning, basically, rhythms with my body, using my body in weird ways to, like, play this drum set thing. I've never learned how to play. I just started playing on it. Yeah. 
getting a grade school, the attraction was like, oh shit, I can have like a real drum, like, and be in the in the concert band and like be a part of something more than myself. And, oh, like, did you do orchestra and drumline? Yeah, okay. not drumline, but when I was uh, when I was could when they finally like so throughout my my youth, um, a good friend of mine, Joe, and uh, his brother Matt had moved from Boston down to where I grew up in Upper Township, New Jersey. And um, so right around the time that I got that little fake drum set, these two get like joined into my life and they're like super stoked on music too. We start using a little mini Casio and hit and record on the thing. We start recording little songs that we were making up, go to the talent show and all that shit later on. But like, it's just like at a really young age, we all like came together and we weren't trying to be in a band or nothing. It was just kind of like, let's do this instead of building the tree for today, you know, yeah, it no, was like, right. this is fun, you know, like let's hit record on this little recorder. Cool. Awesome. Um, so then fast forward a couple years doing all this, I, you know, about fifth grade when you, when you can actually start doing music, when they actually allow you in, in our school to like, okay, now you can rent the drum from the program and all this. Boom. I start playing snare drum. That was my first, I liked it cause it was like, that was the loud one. That was the one that yeah. the, the punch in the whole group besides the kick. Um, and the kick was this huge drum. Well, you're not going to carry that shit around. Come well, that's on, kind man. of like, you the, know, like the leader of the band were snares. Pretty right? much. I mean, if you're going into battle, it's the old deep snare kettle kind of style, you know? Nice. So, but like, so either way, so I, you know, and as a little kid, dude, that thing was so heavy to me. It was like the heaviest <laughs> fucking thing, bro. Lugging it on the bus, going to, I remember like one period of the day, you get to go to music class, like to practice yeah. band or after school and stuff. So I, you know, I was always the joker getting kicked out of class and stuff, like getting kicked out of the thing, like, don't make a sound. Oh, what? Tattoo? Oh. <laughs> and then like, everybody's like, shit, shaking their head, you know, like, like, there I go again. You're like class, but, like there's a rash again. <laughs> yeah. But my teacher, Mr. Schism was just an amazing musician. I'm talking in any instrument he was like a master at it and you're just like how can you do this in a short amount of time like i feel he was probably like in his late 30s maybe i mean how in this short amount of time do you learn all this saxophone clarinet fucking strings all this drums he's like killing it i'm like so he's a really good guy a teacher and he used to really like treat us like professionals like he wouldn't treat us like like at first you learn the basics boom and then he would treat us like you need to play that correct or, you know, you you can't play it in the, in he the show. He keep it 100. Pretty much, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, but he did it in a way yeah. where it's like he t he ingrained that into me at a young age. It's so like, now it's like it, later in life, I take my shit seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. He, keeps, he keeps you honest. Yeah, it's because like, you know, at practice, you might goof around in a part. Oh, laugh it off. It's not fucking up. It's kind of like taking advantage of the fact that maybe you're too comfortable or yeah. you're so comfortable that, oh, you'll fuck around, change a part. But it's like, you know, it was serious and like back then. So like at a young age, I got taught like, okay, be serious about what you, if you, this is going to be your craft, take it seriously. You know, like I learned how to read basic and all this seventh grade comes around. I start playing in the jazz band, you know, and like, I didn't really have, I think I had like a little loaner kit from a neighbor, you know, at this point old, yeah. like might've been from the fifties. It was this, okay. Shit. Yeah. It was like no bottoms of the, no bottom heads on the toms, like really basic 19. I think it was a 1960s kit. It was just really, it, it is what it was. So I got it sounding like something in my bedroom, had these cheap symbols and it was just whatever I got to practice and then joined the jazz band. I like had to try out. I made it. I didn't really enjoy reading all that music. Kind of did my freestyle thing like in yeah. there and kind of never meshed well. Went to high school, no music program. So what do you do when you're on a yeah. music program? You go, fuck it. 
let's find some friends that play music. There you and go. Yeah. So at like 14, 12, 13, 14, I'm playing in like, at that time I was going to church, like a Christian church. So we had like the church kids in a band and we had our little band with drum and I would drum for them. Always the drummer. Um, and then we did like a ska band, actually Adam and I at a very young age, he's a sax player at, at his, at, that's his instrument originally. Um, so we had like a ska band with like some of the church guys, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, it was just kind of like fun. And then that band would break up and then we'd do something else and jam. So in that period, I was trying to find out where my comfort zone was, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of like all these years kind of just fucking around, if you will, with music, just doing stuff. You know, the talent show just playing on the drum set and my friends singing and stuff in like in like sixth grade, you know, like it was kind of ridiculous. But I always had that mentality of I love this. I, I don't know what this is, but I fucking love it. And I'm going to keep going. And, you know, fast forward a few years, like Adam and I get, you know, talking and he's like, hey, man, I, I want to start a punk band. And I had just left this hardcore, like crazy lot of double bass like i was really into just speed like going fast yeah. and playing intricate a lot of fills a lot of crazy shit breakdowns are my favorite and uh and i had that band kind of fizzled out and then so um adam's like hey man i want to play punk and i was like how the hell do you play punk you know i never really i was into it and i was like i don't know man i'm not really that kind of person like i don't play that kind of that vibe i play a little harder and this and that so i think it was phoenix uh, river phoenix it was uh hell yeah uh shit I'm that's an idiot. But there's, yeah. it was like the, before they were you know it was before they were uh phoenix dx yeah. it was um uh either way i'll think of it uh i'll probably have to look it up we'll check back but uh, we covered one of their songs first practice together and it was the first time i ever played the two-step beat like you know the, the, da, 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 da. so i was just like like in that kind of like long-term yeah. fashion where i'm like wow this is way different than like brah, 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 you know a lot of metal it's like you're kind of feeling arc. a different kind of groove right? yeah, it was totally different so then from that point on i felt that's when i changed boom okay here it is and then adam and i got together and we we had a you know, a few guys we knew and it changes over time, but you know, the idea of Adam and I were just similar to playing without a pilot, that's you know, kind of the, like the, the core idea, the formation, know? like the, the foundation of like, that's it. Yeah. Just in case. Right. Exactly. Nice. So that's like him and I started that in the year 2000. We started just in case. Yeah, and you guys did like friends. a lot of stuff. You guys were kind of like taking over like a lot of the, like the house shows kind of like that, like, um, yeah. Yeah, so what happened was, so Just a Case Happens... That was in, like, Jersey, like, Philly? In, you guys were doing well, a lot yeah, of Well, yeah, Southern scene? New Jersey, on the coast side, on the Atlantic on the Atlantic Ocean coast. So, um, so what happened there was, so in the year 2000, this is, like, um, it's like 99, 2000, just turned 2000. So it was my senior year of high school, Adam's a junior. Uh, he goes to another school, but we're jamming, we're practicing, we're hanging out, you know? Yeah. Um, He's like, yeah, let's start this. Let's do this. Like, we haven't played music together in a while. I've been playing guitar. He had finally started playing guitar. It was like, I'm used to him on saxophone, killing it. And now he's on the guitar, and he could, he go, he was holding it down. He was learning, but he was holding it down. And so we played that that song at a practice with a with a friend of Adams from uh, his high school, Ocean City, uh, Jay Fittipaldi. He was on bass, and mm -hmm. he was there for a few practices, and then like. That changed. We got another guy, and then that changed. And, and over time, bass players, because yeah. we had a, 
our original uh, guitar, second guitar player, Mike Bolton, he actually thought of the name just in case. He was like, we all threw names in a hat, and we were like, that's it. That that one's yeah. catchy. Like <laughs> that, you say, just in case a million times a day. So. Yeah, that's the one that sticks. Yeah. yeah. So we we're like, I mean, we had a couple. We had another name. Uh, it was called Chase the Sky, right? But for a talent show at one of the schools on the radio, the announcement was like, Chase this guy. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, I think we're after. <laughs> it just didn't have a good, you know, all around. It just didn't. It didn't have a good ring. When, to when it. you're in high school, like you, could, yeah. you, you have like a second to grab them. You're yeah, like, ah, no. So we're like, we're gonna change that, and that's when the Justin Case came around. So uh, him and I played with that original outfit with Mike Bolton, Jay Fittipaldi, Adam, and I for about uh, close to a year or so, maybe eight months. And then we did a, some rough recordings with this little studio, that little guy, basically a basement kind of setup, but he was good. He, he knew how to hold it down um, with a very minimal setup. So it was called Orchard Studios, actually, in New Jersey. I don't even know if he does it anymore, but either way. Give so, him a shout out. Yeah, give him a shout out. Orchard Studios, Joe over there. Um, so, yeah, so we just kind of like really got into it. You know, Adam and I, we got real serious about writing music. Like it wasn't more about the business yet. It was more about writing good music and like insp inspired by, you know, the strong ass, you know, lag wagons, Goldfinger was, I mean, Adam's like favorite. He's got the tattoo. It's yeah, like yeah, his yeah. favorite band ever of all time. And they were a big influence. I was also into the Deftones and all this back when they first came out, you know, like back when... It was like 94, 93, Rage Against the Machine, Rancid, all that. When everything was coming out, that was like really inspiring. I mean, there was it was inspiring a generation. Um, so, and then I got deeper into it, Voodoo Glow Skulls, started getting deeper, deeper, digging up, Boy Sets Fire, all these like bands that like, my, I met this guy, Don Dixon in high school and we both had like the Goldfinger album and I was like, oh, it's cool. And we started talking and boom, he's, he introduced me to two the punk scene like yeah. in like i had no clue what the hell a punk scene was at this point like in ninth grade like i was like what the hell is that this is before justin cases all that he was like check this out starts throwing you know albums at me and yeah. i'm just like wow like blew my mind man like totally changed my perspective on it so got into punk early high school that's what led up you know and then into hardcore because he was avid hardcore like old like post 80s early 90s like straight edge hardcore stuff like that like earth crisis and strife and you know snap case is always a favorite and all these bands so we got into that which got me you know he actually ended up being one of the singers in the hardcore band so it was like yeah he got me into the scene he got me into the hardcore he got me into going to shows and then i get in a band with adam because adam just got into the scene as well later in high school so he i was stopped you from being a square Basically. pretty much dude i yeah, was like oh everything i was a born again christian household which you know i got a lot of good morals values from but like i did not get to <laughs> get the experience you know like everything that culture. i want to ignore there you go i learned it <laughs> yeah pretty pretty much like the culture side of things i i didn't get exposed to especially my town was very caucasian very just like plain jane you know what i mean it's just like it, people are cool sometimes yeah no i mean it <laughs> It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it's just like there was no culture around like other than dirt bikes and fucking hanging out in the Sick. woods. You know, yeah. that's it. Uh, and of course, it's awesome. But it's just like at the same time. That sounds really cool to me. No, it, it is cool. But like when I came out here, I was like, holy shit. You know, like and this is in my 20s when I came out here. Man, what the fuck? Yeah. Like what is going on? Like meeting all kinds of different people and 
learning different everything you yeah, know coming like from out of this bubble so like this, to San Diego you know, and stuff. i mean we're right by philly you go to philly but it's kind of the same vibe it's very restricted it's very like conservative but like there's a lot of philly philly that is artistic and growing and especially now i mean it's like it's crazy all the small startup stuff that's well, usually going on. you have to be like 21 to get into that kind of shit right well, well, you for know. like bars and stuff, but like their their art districts blowing up. Well, I guess and, uh, uh, you know they grow up before you you know yeah have access to a lot of things. True, I mean, but like when we were sixteen, fifteen, like we were going to the the VFW shows and seeing bands that you wouldn't right. be able to see at like you yeah, know, I guess like the bigger venues when it was you like pretty cool actually. Like kind of got just in case going and stuff like that. You guys were doing a lot of like VFW halls. Yes. You guys were doing like a lot of house shows and stuff like that. Is that a different scene than to say if you guys grew up out here? Oh, hundred percent. How it works over there is like this. Like, like I tried to explain this to my wife when, when I, before she came out there with me the first time, I was like, listen, you're not going to understand this. It's, it's like trees and neighborhoods. You don't see buildings. You don't see like our strip malls, like the most popping thing in the town. You know, it's like, it's like a yeah. McDonald's with like, local little strip mall stores like a pizza store and this and that blah 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 but so there's no venues there's like there used to be a bar bubba mac shack it had like three stages in it it was awesome i worked there as a bus boy also performed there with just in case other bands booked shows there so was it like the house of blues of that area kind no of? they had a house of blues later in atlantic city but i guess but, like, before they it wasn't that. in atlantic city's like at, at when you're 16 might as well be a million years away because yeah. it's like a half hour there. You have to like, how the hell am I going to get there? I got to, I have to take a car. There's no public transportation for my yeah, town. You can't even get your parents like, Hey, you can drive me to the Yeah. Place, they're like, place. you ain't going to Lake city. You know what I mean? You're 16. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> there's you know? in there. So Donald Trump's there. Yeah, basically. So, uh, the OG Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Destroying towns one at a time. But, um, no. So, you know, the whole scene is like what you really have to make it. It's like, so there's a few VFWs, every single one of them, like, no, we had problems five years ago, blah, the same old story. We don't do this anymore. You have to find a is finding a venue that will even allow you to pay them money to throw a show there, yeah. which is ridiculous because it's like nothing going on there, but maybe bar mitzvahs and party birthday parties. So it's like when you have the opportunity for business, and someone approaches you with an actual proposal and not just a kid like, can I please, I want to just rent this out. It's like I had, I've written up proposals to give to VFW halls, for God's well, sake. It's really weird, like, VFW, veteran of foreign wars, right? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't they want people to be paying money? Exactly. Yeah, it's like, to, exactly. You guys, have already, so it's like, you guys have already seen some shit, so yeah. fuck it. What's a, what's a punk show? So you got fire halls, VFW halls, you got um, American Legions, all that stuff, but they're like, you know, lodges, like little, yeah. little yeah, like in the middle of nowhere's like a, type stuff. Like you a know? prop up building with a bar inside it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like, a glorified, yeah, it's like yeah. a banquet hall with a bar, but it's like a old western looking you know yeah. <laughs> like vintage let's just call like it john wayne yeah, that's yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah it's like that's a totally different scene because it's like you kind of almost make it well you you, you make your own scene well, out there as opposed to here yep. whereas like we we grew up playing clubs that already catered Existed. to yeah. us pa so like, systems it, yeah it, it was yeah. it was already different and i'm like even bands that i grew up listening to i'm like they grew up playing like East Coast type of sh- shit, like VFW halls, like Sergeant Line, stuff like that. Yeah. That's what they grew up in. So I'm like, that's like pretty like inspiring that you guys were like together with the bands. You're like, we're working together to like, we need to work together to book shows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So what it is, it's like, so right around late high school, when Just In Case got serious, it was like, all right, we need to throw a show. Our first show, we literally rented this barn venue. It is this old barn. They converted half of it into this like banquet hall quotes. I'm doing the quotes, air quotes. And it's like, so it's just this big open wooden floor with this shanty little shitty bar thing and nothing else. And like maybe a refrigerator, you know what I mean? It's like literally a stripped down hall and it was like 75 bucks to rent. And the dude was cool with me renting. It was my 18th birthday party, you know, snuck a keg in there, you know, straight illegal as fuck, but we did it because we didn't give a shit. We snuck the keg in there. We had, we had, so my 18th birthday party, just a case's first show ever had don't look down play had smashed by cars play you guys probably don't know who smashed by cars smashed is mouth cars smashed by cars oh, uh smash. old philly band and also like um like south jersey you know those bands uh the an old buddy's band called curb stomp yes it's violent it was hardcore and it was then like we hardcore, played like fucking like yeah. it was terrible it was like terrible hardcore it was like not terrible in a bad way it was just like you get you just you're feel stoked. like somebody's gonna get terribly beaten to this shit like, like, yeah like, like you fear for your you're life just like dude show. this is insanely heavy and you're it was like, talented music but it was just heavy as hell it was like, scary you, you know it was cool shit. it was cool yeah. it wasn't bad at all so um and then, uh, like, we went on, like, I think second, so or first or something. I think no, we yeah, might yeah. have opened. I don't know. So it was your show, and you went so, on second. Well, it was well, our first his, show ever. It's and his party, and he can do what he wants, yeah. he wants to. Yeah. <clears throat> and we've never played live. And so we had to set up our PA, all this bullshit, did whatever we could, got the beer, got some waters, you know, did our thing. It was a good time. Everybody had a good time. And then from that point on, it was like, well, let's do this like other places like not in the woods in yeah. a barn let's go to freaking a vfw in this adjacent town that's a little bit more busy not so woodsy neighborhoody still neighborhoody but more new scene maybe new kids there yeah so we go book out a vfw hall in this town summer's point which everything over there is super conservative they don't want and like literally things are voted down because kids would attend you know, God. old people vote down a go- uh, a freaking go kart track because too many kids will be there. It's like, uh, what? A movie theater got voted down because oh, the parking and there's too many teenagers. They may walk so, across my lawn. So, but I'm thinking, where do you want the teenagers? So, my thought of this whole thing was, let's give all of our people somewhere to go. And so we had to go to VFW, talk to them. We're kids. We're like 17, 18. You know, like we don't know business yet. We're, we're still trying to figure out our music, let alone how the hell do you talk to someone about you're, you're purchasing pretty, this space for a day? You but, know? but you're learning how to do it because you need you to. You have because to of the do need it. To. It's, yeah, it's like being like locked in a room. You figure out how to get out. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That's so fucking life, life finds a way. Yeah. yeah. It because it's like always a, finds a way. It's like a drive for music. <laughs> You have that desire to do music, so you're gonna Dude, find a fucking way to yeah. do it. Yeah, and now you got other you like North Jersey's pop, and they got the same kind of shit that was out here, prefabricated everything with the PA systems, nice club, built-in crowds. Well, they're closer to New York, right? You're close to New York, so the like so basically up there. Yeah, so Central New Jersey up there was like this. Um, there was like a bunch of club. Um, there was a bunch of clubs like going up towards New York that you know had a lot of awesome big bands go through but from like the central mark down south jersey you really have to be going there to go there it's like a pass-through thing you don't drive through south jersey like you have to be like fuck we're going to south jersey like we're making right off of the turnpike not straight up you know like here we go so in these little towns where i'm from it's like 
we think like just having like a couple bars on a block is like a city, you know, we're like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, like it's busy up in here. Like, but <laughs> I mean, over here, you know, then you come to a big city or you go to Philly or somewhere big, large and you're like, oh fuck, this is like, we, we, we really just can't live- compete. Yeah, yeah, like we really like, live in a neighborhood. We, you know, yeah. it's like where we live. We've so. never played or been. I mean, East Coast really, but like we've been to like other types of cities. Like we've played in the middle of nowhere. Before. Yeah, we yeah. played like Eugene or Salem, which are great fucking towns actually for music because of that type of situation. Yeah. But, like, there's not a lot there's going pockets, on here. Man. It's you like so. Uh, we come there like Eugene, especially. It's like it's kind of like a small college town. Yeah, and it's like I'm like, dude, we played a show there. I'm like, dude, we're not plucking. We're not playing till fucking midnight. Like, guess what? I'm, we're guessing that because guess what? We're not from around here. Nobody's gonna be at the show. Guess what? It was popping. Oh, I bet. Because they're like, there's music going on here. It's there's, town. there's beer here. Yeah, people are there. Small town. Small and town. And that was the key. Flagstaff. <clears throat> oh my great. A killer scene in Flagstaff. Awesome. Like group of it was kids, so like, there wasn't beer there. Yeah. We, we drank beer though. Oh, of course. <laughs> Because beer finds a way. Yeah. Beer finds a way. It always finds but like, a way. The, like the kids there, they're so supportive of like music and their friends and their scene because it's like they want something yeah. to do. And then it's like, you and know, it's cool give to them see your to... friends doing this shit. Yeah, you're like and, holy shit, y'all are fucking throwing shows. Like you're throwing down up there. Like you yeah, know, that's exactly what it was. It's like they're supporting their friends who are like you know doing this, you know, doing the damn thing. And they're yeah. like, oh, there's a band from San Diego. Oh shit, that's like the Beach Town Surfer Guys. Oh, dude. That was going to be, so that's what happened in so many ways. Like in that town, Vineland, they had a really nice scene going because they had a few clubs that catered to the all age crowd. Yeah. So there was a Eugene's, coincidentally, it was called Eugene's. Oh, really? It used to be called Club XS before, like an X and an S or some shit. And, uh, but it was like the, on the weekends, like the country dive bar, but during like, like certain days you could rent it out for the all age shows and it was like the bar was water and sodas. Okay, and that yeah, that's it. cool. But dude, like played there, like always packed for that reason. It was like, oh, there's a show going on every this day. That was the thing. Consistency. It was like they built a scene off a few little clubs they had because it was consistent. So I took that idea. I was like, yo, well, that makes sense. Book consistently. So I I finally, after all these years of little ones here and there, I found like in about oh five I found this fire hall in Summers Point, coincidentally, across the street from a VFW that I used to book at. Well, so what's like, a fire hall? What do you mean? Like, literally that? a fire station in the back, like a big, like, 200-person hall. Oh, Just shit, a okay. big open hall where they do bingo. They, you can, they do, oh, like, heard of that. birthday parties and shit. It's just a rental space. It was, like, basically, if you were to rent a VFW hall, it's, like, but behind a fire hall, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it's, like fire, it's literally a fire station, like, Yeah, like, the fire like guys are hanging building. out on the other side of the building, like, playing That's cards, f- waiting for a call. You know what yeah. I mean? So it, it's, it, it, but I think the reason why like we asked that question is because like we have VFW halls here. Yeah. Never use them for anything. Because you like don't that. need to. Because we don't need to. No, you don't because you have all age venues now. Like, like there's and, one like right behind my gym. I'm like, the what the fuck is that used for? But the thing is, <laughs> it's like sometimes though, space. it's kind of a cool environment to just throw down. And I'm like, like if you get your people together and like throw the fuck down, like get like yeah, almost to a party more than well, a show. You and, know? and like we uh, make it a twenty-one up because we're all like you know old people. We um <laughs> we like we haven't really played like in our career. I think we've only played like a couple like actual like parties because like in San Diego out here, it's so hard to throw a house show, a house party. We've probably done like three or four in our career, but I did one. House when shows I, are hard, man. We I did one when I was on tour for a band. 
um, we played in San Francisco at like a house like show, and it was fucking bitching because it was yeah. just like basically we played in the kitchen. People were like in the hallways and up the stairs, and there was like you know people were crowd surfing oh, yeah. up and like into Crazy the garage and like I'm like fuck, Dang. dude, I want that for like our band because yeah. like you know it's a fun environment. I'm like, and I'm I'm assuming. You can like validate or not. I'm like, I'm assuming you guys did a lot of that shit out East Coast, right? Like well, tours and stuff. Well, basement yeah. shows, you know. It's well, we here. did basements. A couple yeah. of our first shows were in the basements of people, like kids, like throwing a high school party, like, yo, come play at my basement. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was like, but it's yeah. cool because you'd have three or four other bands play too. And they There's were all in there. high school. And so you had like 100 kids there. It was like, no doubt, in someone's basement. You're yeah, like, and what everybody's the hell? like <laughs> hanging out, drinking, smoking, whatever. Yeah. It's like a party. Like you're fucking playing a party. For sure. So. It's funny because like once I took that idea of consistency to heart, I came down, got this fire hall, actually had a written agreement, signed contract with the guy. Like, I'm going to do this monthly. I'm going to do this monthly. Yeah, you kind of got a rhythm going. And then, so yeah, so it was all going good. It was like 250 a month, whatever. I would charge whatever I wanted at the door and keep that money, pay the bands. Like, I found a few local bands that were doing good and would rotate them on, on like every other month and then have other bands that were on the come up be support just roll it and then i'd have a touring act come through yeah you know you had some bigger acts what were some of them oh yeah we've booked um like like we booked early november like about six months before they dropped the drive through um would they were like just just starting out with this band tokyo rose played a few times they were kind of big don't look down of course they were they were on Iguana Records, and then a couple of those guys went on to do like Runner Runner stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like like bands that were like kind of yeah, popping they, off. Yeah, they they like came up in the in the pop punk era in a like boom, and they and they were blowing up, and then music changes, so they did they adapted. So you know, uh, we you know we've booked um, Hidden Plainview, couple oh like, shit, okay, them. we booked them. Um, and then, it, you know, there was bands that were bigger, like from the Midwest. Like I forget their names, unfortunately, but. That when they played, they had a line at the freaking booth, you know, and I didn't yeah. even know anybody knew who they were, but <laughs> I would put the flyer out in high school and I, and at that time my space was the pop and shit. So everybody was checking Still out, is, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> but everybody was checking out the band. So they were like, oh shit, like, let's go see them play. And so at the peak of it, there was one that we did like 200 plus people at this fire hall, like this, that basically went over capacity and it was just like insane. That's we had a little sick. kitchenette that all the adults could drink and party in, like the, the 21. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we'd have somebody watching the door. We'd have the, the, the admission table right in front of that door. So it was like kind of like blocking it. And, uh, um, oh, you're doing it legit. <laughs> yeah. And we had actually Rab himself from, uh, you know, previously Jackass and CKY. He came in to like, um, do like a promotion for his hot dog casserole dvd he did a while ago <laughs> i swear to god and he was doing like a kind of like a, a regional release tour and they're um, like philly guys right yeah they? well they're right outside westchester okay, that okay. area um but so i i knew him through a co-worker at the boba max check i was telling you about yeah, and yeah this yeah. guy gabe and he introduced because he's like yo my boy wants to release this thing do you guys want to play whatever and we arranged it and did one at a bar and then one at the local VFW or the the fire hall. So once that kind of got to its peak, the fire hall pulled the plug, you know, made some dumb excuse and was like, oh, I'm like, you're making, they even upped the cost. They upped the rent. And I was like, cool, let's roll. And I was like, let's do it. I want them to make money. They're freaking protecting the fucking city. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to make money. And that, and they're trying to to pull the plugs so that they they cut it off. 
And then I went down the street to the bar that we had Rab at, the, like in their ballroom, and started hosting them there. The shows got bigger, 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 and then I moved to Cali. Okay, well, uh, you know what I mean. It was yeah, like so all like, this shit. So, so uh, what? What? what <laughs> we moved to Cali. What you? What prompted the? You moved here back in two thousand nine. Right, what, 2009. Uh, what prompted the move to San Diego from Jersey? Uh, old bass player Casey. I'm gonna uh, throw it out here. Casey Littlefield. <laughs> okay, so like, uh, throw it out so there. Like, to so, tell me, because so, I remember. Uh, like, give me a second. I'm gonna tell you. Like, my first meeting of uh, Mr. Brian over here. Uh, we, uh, you were playing. You were actually vocals only. So you went from not, like you were a drummer all this whole time. You went to be like doing vocals. backups and stuff, backup vocals. Yeah, yeah. And, stuff. and you were like kind of like lead vocals here and there while yeah, playing drums. Yeah. And then you played, uh, you were playing in or singing in a band, Nods Nothing, with, yeah. a, with a friend of mine, Stephen. Yeah. Stephen Walsh. Uh, uh, he had his new band, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna play my 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 21 and up birthday yeah. show. And I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. shit, you guys should just play. And he's like, and he's pretty much like, yeah, know what? Yeah, we're gonna do that. And then I didn't I, even I, move to California. I, I, you were still in you were, you were still in Jersey at that yeah, time. Yeah, I, I met them on uh, on MySpace classifieds. Yeah. Believe it or not. And then so like, you know? and then he's like, and he's telling me, like, oh yeah, my 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 singer is gonna be over here soon. I'm like, what? You guys are only on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways you guys played yeah. and you guys fucking killed it you guys were fucking cool well, like a bunch you. of cool cool group that you had and you had cool. like a certain style which is like definitely like a front man like hip-hop like mc kind of style but you were playing like in a rock kind of punk was, band yeah i would even say borderline like hardcore at times yeah. i mean it got i mean like, i didn't expect that because the music samples they sent were like strung out stuff like that i'm like oh it's perfect that's right up my alley and then i get there and it's like heavy hammer down riffs and just i'm like this isn't at all the yeah, <laughs> like, so, so anyway so anyway so you, <laughs> so you came out here what prompted that move it wasn't for my birthday no. right well of course it was <laughs> i looked it up and um, happy birthday brian yeah i was like hey, well, yeah, I, bro, I, you're, I don't even know who the hell well, you are i dude. appreciate <laughs> it <laughs> now what happened was so we're at practice one day practicing um for a gig or whatever we're in uh at this point we're in this big ass house from the 1800s that we had a few people rent out with uh, myself and we had like four people like different renters there and then another guy eventually in the basement which is a whole nother story but that was extra <laughs> income to help pay the bills whatever but, he's, he's the basement dweller <laughs> so eventually he actually was the fill-in bass player later when oh, geez. He, he, it was it's a crazy story but so um we're practicing at the house in the middle of practice. I shit you not. We stop playing and Casey looks up. He's a bass player. He looks up. He's like, yo, guys, um, I just I want to let you know I'm moving to San Diego. And I was like, you know, for a second. Now, this happened before way back in the origins of Just In Case where two members at practice were like, yo, we don't want to do this anymore because we're going to go to college. Yeah. And it was like literally like we're like worse than a girlfriend breakup it was like because like i saw we were getting at that point we were getting like orange peel records and people and were at like the time serious were, and shit was lobster going. records like was like yo when they had just signed like you know the, um staring back and before that yellow card and all that they were like yo talk to us when you get to cali like on some handwritten letter before email Adam still has a letter, you know, and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah and so it's like one of those things and at practice boom they break up and then it's just like yo like it ripped my heart out and then and then so fast forward to this moment i was just like i responded the total opposite from the other time the other time i was like 
I went to like a depression. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. It was like, what the hell is this? This is all I've worked for for the past X amount of years of my life. And now it's getting pulled right from underneath me. And, and the lead guitar player and the bass player are quitting at the same time. So fast forward, I was just like, all right, Adam, what's up? You know, everybody told us California is the sound we have. So yeah, let's yeah. go. What's up? Seriously, I was like, I have really nothing holding me. My family's here. Yes. I have friends here. Yes. But are we really going to get farther than where we're at right now if we don't like invest X amount more money to go on self-funded tours and all this shit that we've been doing? Like, or do you want to try actually trying the West Coast, you know? So once he said that, I was like, basically that moment we were like, yo, let's go. Yeah. So you took that as like. I, I took that as like fuck yeah, like a kick in the pants. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do almost it. Almost, it's an excuse to say, you know what? Yeah, get out of your comfort zone. Go do this, dude. You don't know anybody over there. You know, a co- I knew a couple people that lived in the San Diego area, but it wasn't like I came and visited, knew the area. It was like totally blank, like blank to me. It was like literally getting a blank slate put in front of me. Yeah, that's right. So we played the going away show for Casey because he was gonna go first, and I was gonna go. Adam was gonna go. It was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. System. So we're playing at the Hard Rock. We booked at the Hard Rock Cafe in Lang City. We're getting trashed. We're having a good time. I probably played like shit because I was hammered. There's pictures, double fisting. It's <laughs> it got crazy. I mean, it was one of those like uh, moments out of like I don't know if you saw the movie Snatch where where uh, Brad Pitt's character's mom died and they just rage because the the mom died and they just go nuts. It was like that kind of moment where it's just like we're getting shitty. We play. Casey tells us at the end of the night, yeah, I'm not going. Oh. And this is the night before he's about to go. Like, we had no idea. Fuck? And shit just fell through. He had other obligations. He had a, it, stuff that he had to handle, which is totally respectful. It, it was just unfortunate. because I. But at that point, I was like, so in my mind, I was already here in my mind. And yeah. this is like in December. And I didn't move out here till the end of June. Yeah. So at the end of December, my mind was already in San Diego and I'd never even been here. And nice. I was like, well, sucks. I'm leaving. I was like, Adam, are you still coming or what? He's like, yeah, dude, I just got to, I'm going to get a second job and I'm grinding for the next year and I'll be out there. And sure enough, he moved out about nice. a year, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. a year and a couple months after I had moved out. And another, the guy who was living in my basement, he moved out here. Yeah, <laughs> His name doing... was Vic Lamana, and he moved out and helped us out the first uh, year or so with Justin Case playing bass. And then he moved back to New Jersey. You know, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, that was cool. But... So you did not to nothing. You were, uh, vo- you know, just pretty much vocal for that point. And then you ended yeah. up doing uh, drums for the album that you guys released. Yeah, I recorded it in the house. That was yeah, fun. it was fucking. Was it's fucking a great fun. fucking album. You guys like fucking killed it on vocals. Separate our ties, man. Yeah, That's a good one. Yeah, uh, killed it on uh, vocals. Killed it on drums. Thank you. And then you, uh, you know, that kind of like ended up fizzling out. And then uh, Adam came out here, and you started doing Justin Case. Well, yeah, out here. Even, so yeah, even in between that, there was another band, couple bands. I had this Joker Face project. Oh it was yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. It was like a rock. It was like heavy rock. Uh, like renditions of like, pop music. Yeah, so kind of like rock, was, rock covers and doing It was like, like light metal, you know, it was of cool. Your, like session kind of like or like Yeah, it know. was just like I was there getting paid, you know what I mean? Like we were going playing shows getting paid cuz we're cover band, straight up cover no originals. Um and at the same time simultaneously I was in a band Tower 16, which is more of a rock reggae-ish kind of bluesy yeah. vibe. And that lasted about a year and a half with me, maybe. And then I quit that. And then right around then is when Adam... Adam came out. Adam came doing... out and was like, all right, dude, I'm here, you know, and um, let's get it going. He had to get, you know, moving across the country. You Obviously. have to gain your fucking bearing. So it took 
excuse me, it take him a couple months, um, especially when, you know, he moved, when he moved out, he had to live with one of those Craigslist setups, you know? So it was like living with people he didn't know. It you're was very like weird, random, you know, like you're like, yeah. where I had moved out with people I, you know, lived with people I knew and shit like that. So, um, once he adjusted and once we got into rhythm, it was like, it was like, yo, it's time. Let's do this. Played some shows, met, met punch card. I already knew you guys. So it was like, we would just, I mean, I don't know. It, we just got immersed in the scene. It, like I was already in it, you know, with nods yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, going out to save Amos shows and yeah, all that. You you say, know, like, just, so like throughout all those times, you're like, you're, you're kind of developing more of your, and like flexing more of your like kind of punk rock muscle. But throughout the whole time, I'm like, we never touched on it. I'm like, you're a hip hop MC. You're yeah. like, you're, you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. You're, no, no. You're, you're spitting rhymes yeah, hey. <laughs> and, sure. and dropping beats. Jesus yeah. Christ. I, I don't know how to say it. So smooth, I, 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 Brian. Yeah. That was very smooth. Hold on. I, I don't, I, I'm very limited in my like hip hop no, no, and rap and stuff like that. There's yeah. okay. I, the albums that I like are going to be the most, uh, <laughs> basic bro albums. <laughs> I love uh doggy style. Uh, okay. God. Chronic 2001. Okay. And I like and uh, anything that Ice Cube made. I like License to Ill. Those oh, are my those are the, the three that I know front to back. I know yeah. those albums, are and good? so I'm I'm not much of a, a yeah. hip hop <laughs> rap guy, but I I respect it. And I respect the, yeah, dude, the no, style. Cool. So like, when did that oh, come into your play, dude? I I've been into hip hop I think longer than because you're you're into you're rock. like you know we we touched on it before like you're doing it as an MC and with like another group. I'm like yeah, and, uh, you are performing so like when did that become a part of your style well um when i was a ever since i was young my mom listened to the oldie station it was always motown and stuff you know so you you get to familiarize with the beats that you'll later hear in the rap songs that you're hearing on the radio in the 90s and shit like that so i think what happened was in my early teens late you know like 12 13 i had a friend he dropped a krs one self-titled album on me um nas it was written on me and a couple of these other hip hop like super classic albums, yeah. and this is right when they like just had come out because like I was it, it was like ninety four ish when I really got introduced to like real hip hop. Yeah, and well, I was just yeah, like, I I you know I I'm not a huge like into them, but like Nas was coming up for me like in the like, yeah the, in like the early two thousands. Like well, that's he, when he was yeah, like he was fucking. Popping. That's when he like became an icon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, cause Nas was that. I mean, before it was written, you know, it was Illmatic. You know, and then yeah, he yeah. had probably, I'm sure, like any other band, he probably had stuff that you'll never hear because it was on a demo tape that he gave to out like, at shows. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I when mean, was, we all have hustling, those. You know, we all yeah. have those. You'll be like, you'll never hear this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> there might be a hundred people in the world that have it. You know, and I'm sure those people will never tell you. But it's just one of those things where. I was at a very impressionable age, you know, right at the same mm -hmm. time as like, like I was get, I was into rage, of course. So yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. the the perfect hybrid of. Well, of, that, that's kind of like the mix of both. That's so, that. And that's like, but yeah. And that's what I think was able to bridge the gap from, because, you know, growing up, everybody was into Snoop and Dr. Yeah. Dre and everybody was, <laughs> every, every come asshole on, man. like was, me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, end up, my cousin would pull me in the room and put on NWA and I was like, what? Cause I was like, you know. Like what? They're cursing. Like yeah. that's why I was like that's the, oh snap. Like that's why I was. At. I was like twelve. Like what? Yeah. yeah. But you know, <clears throat> listen to it now. I'm like, God. Oh, I mean, it's just the the run of the mill now. But they were at that time was like, whoa, this is crazy. But 
So I developed it at a very young age, late, like I said, like 12 year old, like around that range. And, um, right, right around 17, I started tinkering with the electronic beat production. We always made this shit on the keyboards and recorded it with the recorder. You're not going to do nothing with that. But so we, we started with this gold wave program. It was like, you would mix paste. There was, it wasn't even a multi-track. It was like, you take your drums, you make with this free online. It's called hammerhead drum machine. And we would make these little drum loops and then paste a bunch of the loop down. And then we would (laughs) overdub with a keyboard line that we would play. And it was just like, it was absolutely asinine because we had nobody there to be like, yo, just save up like $400 buy this thing and you'll be able to get this program and then do four things at once rather than mix. So we had no fucking clue. Internet was so primitive. We were like Google that wasn't around. It was around, but it's like web crawler was around. Yahoo was popping. Alto Vista. Alto fucking Vista. (laughs) Netscape, you know, Netscape navigator, you know, (laughs) like you're talking, you were like, I'm not looking shit up on the internet. It's going to take three years to find it. You yeah. know what I mean? You're like, so you just learn about, cause your friend down the street does it this way. And you learn something from that. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so like my whole life has been like that, but with the hip hop, it was so primitive. We didn't even rap. We just made the beats. We love listening to it. Like the hip hop and everything. We love, you know, making the beats. And then all of a sudden, you know, we all got smoking and shit. We would chill in my boy's neon or my car, somebody's car, and we'd park somewhere and rock our beats that we had on cassette tape that we recorded yeah. from the tape or from the computer that, you know, whatever. It was just the most, the most, like, you laugh at the Honestly, way how it was like, started. It's like, you know but the I thing mean? is, like, you're so proud of it at the time because it's like, that's what yeah, you fucking did. Yeah, it was working. Did. It was working. And so we'd put on the beats and we would then start to, you know, play around freestyle make rhymes like so once we got comfortable doing that i was just like you know what like a few years later i was getting better at making beats and yeah, yeah. learning new software that's when like fruity loops came out and like just had come out got reason to just come out all these programs are coming out my friends were putting me on to all this stuff and i started taking it more serious i was like oh we could like write yeah, you could use it. Like, oh, like, I can, I can do my own. Just, yeah, this isn't just freestyling anymore, fucking around laughing and having a good time. Yeah, it's I like, can we can do some something. Like, legit things on there. Yeah, so I, w- I got together with a few friends at a young age. My boy, uh, Save One, like I was mentioning, and my other buddy, Joe, and uh, buddy, Jeff Anderson, my boy, Joe Regia. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so we got together and we started rhyming and just being, being like trying to be serious and then. A few years after that, I linked up with a buddy. Uh, he used to go by Dirt Bike. Now it's Johnny P. And um, we started, because we both were doing very similar things. It yeah. was insane. It was like, I'm down the fucking street, bro. Like, we need a link. And people for years were like, yo, y'all need to link. Like, you guys would compliment each other. Like, my style with his style went very well. Our beat production joining together was very hybrid, very cool. It was like, when you meet somebody new, like... For example, when I when we play our new songs together, yeah, yeah, it's a totally different vibe than you know, you know, trying cutting to play, ties, like, right, you know, stuff shoes. like exactly, that. Yeah. So it's like what you can feel like, wow, that influence is different than the last person. And and me and him linked, and it was just like, yo, like we had a really good time, and we did like two albums in a year almost, and then we did like started doing local shows at our bar that I worked at. They had a nice upstairs lounge, like yeah, 
area with the dance floor. We set up some fucking guitar center lights on the auto, and we fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> little fog machine in the corner with a little <laughs> DJ friend up there, and we just we started doing it live. We like didn't think we would have. Was that the 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 guy that you guys played out here? Kyle uh, and I, we saw you guys, right? Um, that was a different group. Most likely with my buddy, save one, probably just him and I, was it just the duo? Ah, fuck yeah. it. Was, was, Did was, he have long hair and a beard? Yeah. Yeah. That's my and buddy. Then, uh, from, from Arizona though. And then, uh, you're right. Do you come that? out from Arizona? No, North, Northern California. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. so you're, wrong. Right. No, no, that's cool. Yeah, he had to travel in though. Is, is the point? <laughs> he drove and in a car. Yeah, Let's just say he came from Alaska. And then your your wife was doing actually like, like the, the yes, beats. Yes, my like wife that. was DJing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like yeah. little beats. She was no. Meaning, I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking. My about. My wife's DJ, and because back in college, she used to DJ for B boys. Yeah, okay, and okay, stuff. yeah. So she used to actually have the techniques and stuff. We had the little. So that's like that's now, like a like a big. That's honestly that's yeah. like pretty cool because like. You guys are both musically inclined. Oh, so yeah. You're, you're taking like everything that you've learned from like hip hop and everything that you've done, and mm-hmm. you're working like, you know, you found somebody that you love and you connect with, but I'm like, oh, well, she's doing the same type of thing and you guys mix it together. I'm like, has that really influenced your style now? I mean, yeah. And I, it's funny because when my wife and I make music together, because we'll sit down on Reason and stuff or whatever like, program we pull up. That's and- no euphemism. No, <laughs> so Jesus Christ. Yeah, so when we're when we're like low hanging mu- fruit, I gotta go for it. Yeah. Oh, bah, bah, bah. sorry guys, I missed it. Phone's too far anyway, away. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when we make together, like the beats and the music that we are making together is far different than what I would do on my own or yeah. with somebody else, and it's different in such a cool way because um, she's a taiko drummer. Yeah, yeah. Japanese drumming um traditional japanese drumming and she performs out like she's part of san diego taiko which is you know comparative it's a band you know it's a taiko band yeah and it's a community group so they do like you know workshops and trials and stuff so she's a full-time member now she had to work her way up she basically Mm -hmm. apprenticed and did her thing and she worked away full-time member um so she's got a whole nother aspect and i got her this this um digital taiko drum very like the best one you can get made by taiko people with perfectly mic'd sounds that sound like you're playing the drum so you can plug it out into amps or into direct out whatever and it also has midi out so you can just use it as a drum midi pad drum pad yeah so we just go with the sounds out and the other night she was writing her own taiko stuff and doing like and then I'll come in and add my flavor, and it's just like such a cool. Yeah, thing. that's a really cool like collaborative effort. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Like, especially, I mean, like to me, I'm pretty fascinated with the fact that it's like somebody you connect with on a certain type of level, you can also do with your own music, and mm-hmm. together, like you guys kind of found each other. And yeah, whether you went for that or not, you like, you've really made music your life. Yeah, and it's like a pretty inspiring thing. It's like. You know, whether you're doing things like, you know, for for fun and punk or like your hip hop and stuff like that and and like your own personal life and stuff like that. And like kind of with your job, you're doing stuff as well. It's like you're kind of like a music production kind of guy. Yeah. So, you know, I had nothing to add, but I'm like, I'm pretty fascinated about that. I'm fascinated too. I'm stoked if like me and my wife like the same Netflix shows. (laughs) So. Which is cool because my wife and I do It's really hard to find those. When you're you're like. kind of cool. When you're like, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You're like, God damn it. Well, it's funny because, you know, 
I did, you know, we didn't meet each other based on that at all. And it was just kind of like, you know, we just kind of like talking about, it. oh, shit, you used to DJ? Cool. Oh, shit. Like, you like this? Like, yeah. And then, oh, you used to like rock Fruity Loops back in the day like I did? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's like, cool, yeah. When you start finding out this stuff, you're like, yeah, you basically are very similar frame of mind. Though, yeah. I, mean, I, so, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you, know? you seem like the kind of guy that's like you're putting a lot of vibes, whether you believe it or not, that you're like, you attract certain people. So I'm like. Possibly, like, I don't think we've we ever would have met, whether or not nope. you have like you you. Well, mate, no, we would have met. I don't know, like whether I would have been in the same scene regardless. Uh, whether or not you would have had that mindset of like I'm coming to San Diego. Yeah, if you're still in Jersey now, we wouldn't be talking. Oh hell no, <laughs> uh, probably not. I mean, just on the account, like who knows what would have happened in between? Like we're talking shit. I mean, obviously, obviously, now. we'd probably be so, we, you'd probably be listening to us talking about. On the probably. podcast because we're like you know it's such yeah a big you know deal. probably it was so been like, awesome oh, shit, yeah that's the like you know? internationally like yeah. broadcast <laughs> podcast yeah we, we are international bro international we're bro. in UK <laughs> in Australia <laughs> you're in Dutch Germany man come on we are in, in Germany and Canada <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah there's one person there <laughs> yeah one person hey I'm not talking shit I actually like Canada man if I if I like I think that would be the country I'd go to because I heard a lot of good things about it like just from Talking to citizens that I've only have, been to BC and I love it. I've been oh. to like Mount Chablant was amazing, uh, which is in Quebec area. Well, yeah, it's a French name, of course. It's yeah. in Quebec. <laughs> so, but wait a minute, wait, hold on. <laughs> so, El Cajon's a Mexican name and Spanish name. We used to be Mexico. I know. We bought it back, so. I don't know if they actually really bought it. It was legitimate. Forcefully made a contract. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> like, look here. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was like, if you anyway. don't sell it to us, we're going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I, it's like I, the bully in the playground. You can just give me your lunch money, I'll beat the shit out of you. Or I'll beat it out of you. <laughs> I, I, I got a couple more points, but Kyle, do you have a question for Brian? Yeah, I did, actually. I've been waiting like maybe three he's weeks for this. He's been sweating it out. And I've seen you like every week, and I have... I <laughs> Potatoes. I love potatoes. How do you enjoy them? Like oh, fried, All sliced, diced. The only Julian. thing I don't like is I think cold potato salad. Wait, what's, what's your favorite, like, what's oh, your yeah, favorite potato I, style? Dude, yes. you were talking to potato mother freaking master. I All right, potatoes. You gotta, I, you gotta, I'll do them in pick, stews. You gotta, you gotta pick I'll one. I'll do them fried. I'll do them freaking covered in barbecue sauce. Ketchup. I do them in mustard. <laughs> but I do to, potatoes. But what's to, your favorite? To, to keep what's it down? Oh, you can't what's, do that what's to the me. Top of well, hold on, say, hold on, Bubba from Forrest Gump. We gotta bring it down to one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we gotta bring it down to one. Your favorite. I would think. I would think if. Oh, dude, I got it because that was a good joke. It's really late. It's really late, but Bubba, Bubba joke. <laughs> <laughs> Your Bubba Gump joke. That was the latest ham horn ever, but hey. So, yeah. okay. I must say, probably because it goes well with a lot of things, is the French fry. That's yeah. it. What because kind, What kind of French fry? You, you can get into it. Well, how do you enjoy it? Is it like you well, can't just my, roll I into really, your Carl's Jr. and oh, go, no, I dude. want french fries and Some they give you a Some of my favorite ways is either covered with nacho, of course. Like oh, not shit. the nacho sauce, actual nacho cheese. All right, I get um, it. Maybe a little other, and the mozzarella cheese fries are amazing too, a little browning on top when you broil. Um, do you want the skins on them? Skins are fine. Okay. I'm down with that. Your, your, your french fries, given to me, yes. That's Whatever. That's your, that's your, up, that's your prerequisite. Is yes. Uh, yes. And I also really, on top of the French fry, I love the old stuffed, like double stuffed potato, like where you double bake it and you and you put the broccoli. I do broccoli, 
cheddar, well, whatever. Just, is that the New Jersey way? I've never I heard of it. It's like, like a that. double stuffed. You like bake it. You hollow it out after you bake it. You re put it back in with a bunch of filling and you bake it again. Oh, Twice God. baked. Boom. Jesus Christ. Brian, make, how make, do you enjoy make, yours? Making my mouth water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I got to say country style fries. Do, oh. You don't anything on them or just. <laughs> I'm just going to do salt. Jesus only. Christ. And hold on. Not, so a, maybe, not even dill? No, I'm going to do Tabasco. All right. All right. That's so it. A topping, Tabasco. I guess. I like some hot okay. sauce. I like some spice. Some okay. spice. Now, Kyle, what's your favorite potato style? I love tater tots. Taters are good. Tater tots. They're mm, like mini they're hash so browns. Good. Not microwaved, okay? These no, are like broiled. These are store-bought. You're talking store broiled? Bought. <laughs> You're talking broiled? Actually, I'd have to say probably like Sonic. It's probably my favorite. Ooh. Just how mother made it. Do you cheese them? Barbecue no. Sauce them? Well, yeah, the good cheese would be good on it, but Ooh. I'm a Plain I'm a simple man. I like ketchup? ketchup. Yeah, I'm a ketchup guy too. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got to talk about? Okay. Well, I how about I wanted to end it on a, a topic, a roundtable discussion. Now uh, it's going around. Uh, Brian, I got this out for you. Take one down, pass it around. I'm gonna read this off my little Uh-oh. little pad here. It's so. a pad. No, it's not. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a, not an iPad. It's it's just a my, phone. My 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 iPhone here. It's a phone so, app. <laughs> if you were trying out musicians for your band, uh, yeah, what are some immediate turnoffs, and what are some horror stories you might have had from uh you know previous meetings and or tryouts from bands? Am I going first? You can go first, or Kyle. Or do you want to go you first, can, Kyle? You, can, you, Kyle you, break you, the ice? you can. Uh, you can. We can go. Kyle, Brian, and Brian. <laughs> KBB. Ooh. <laughs> um. I'll go you next. Well, I'm all about the look. So, no tattoos in my band. <laughs> um, no stupid hair. No stupid hair. <laughs> no no stupid glasses. Hair no anime. Oh, no, you yeah. Can't wear glasses. <laughs> uh, no right. half beard the, mustache the they, they kind of me, situation. They make me. You got a full commit live. Just so you know, they make me do that. Yeah. So it's part of the contract. Yeah. Um, it's part of the rider. <laughs> no Nikes. We don't do Nikes in, in my band. No Air Force One, bro? <laughs> no. <laughs> Air Force Twos, maybe. I don't like Nikes. Um, anyway. No, I, I I don't know. I've never really thought about that because if like I had to start a new band, I just quit. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would do my full force like you're like so I gotta just, start everything okay I'm just not gonna I'm do just that. gonna like dive into I, the okay, into okay. podcast I would, tired, I would, I would just hang look, the bass up literally on the wall I, I haven't decided <laughs> if I want to look for like musicians better than me Ooh. or musicians worse than me well you already want to shine you, you or already, do I want to like hide why don't you just get equal caliper you definitely have one worse than you in your band I don't think Ooh. No. <laughs> And you've stuck Self with dig you, you 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 stuck with him for like what 12 15 years something like that. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Oh. Good god man. But uh that that drive up to Anaheim is going to be great. <laughs> then I'm here. Fucked it all. Yeah, I mean, I would I would probably look for someone who could just who has like a fresh outlook on music, not like uh, you know, listening to music from the 20s. I love the 20s. What? Swing jazz, bro. That roaring 20s shit. Swing jazz. You know? No. <laughs> just someone who can keep time and have fun with it, you know, I guess. Mm. For you, it's, a, yeah, it's definitely the... It's like basic shit. I just want to have fun. I'm not looking to go, you know, you know. The song's going to be trying keep to make up, it. try and keep up. Yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, if you started a new band, would you play bass or guitar? Ooh. I don't know. I suck, oh, I suck guitar. Player. Guitar. I'd it. probably play Cajon. Oh, do it. El Cajon? Yeah, El Cajon. <laughs> All the time. 
The Cajon? What's up, bro? The Boulevard play that place. Oh, All right, we'll come or back to you. Yeah, That's what yeah. it is, the Grand. Well, so we're, hold on, we'll, we'll have fun on the Boulevard. <laughs> we're going to come back to you. you give, you're going to give us a horror story of a band, of a band member that we it. tried out. You now, Brian. Um, That's how we're going to do it. You now, have a Brian. Whole loop around. What uh, what are what what are some things you would look that would uh, maybe some turnoffs immediate turnoffs Ooh, turn in, in, a, in a band member like you, say if you wanted to drum or sing or play guitar for a band what are some people that you would like oh my god this guy ain't gonna make it well on a serious note because I I don't I don't know this is kind of like a serious thing because there's a you lot of bands. you don't have to name anybody no I'm uh, no I I'm will, saying though. it's a serious thing for any anybody listening any band whatever um first things I look for are someone that's that's definitely passionate. They yeah. don't. They're not doing it for a women or b money or, uh, hey man, like I think I shred. I'm the best one here. Whatever. Like I hate the cockiness. Like, I can. Can I? Can I say that? Um, I've been doing this for a long goddamn time. There are no women and no money in music. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, women will be turned off by the fact that you're playing music. <laughs> They'll be like, oh shit, you're in a band. I think more dudes are stoked on you. Than- yeah, definitely. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> I know I am. Okay, oh, well, hey. <laughs> back back into it. So you want the guys into it for the so right reason. So basically, like, it's like I really look for someone that's going to take things seriously, actually understand what song structure is, not have to explain. Like you were talking about, like tempo. Oh, dude, you're off. Like I shouldn't have to say anything. Don't don't waste your like, fucking time, right? Yeah, basically, like when I play with a new guitar player, because I like I had now that I'm getting in this world of like say session drumming, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, fill in and stuff. I have to play with different people, and I have people that that are really like every actually everybody I play with is super solid, but they're all super solid in different ways, like different styles of music, and so I have to adapt. But when I play with them, like. I shouldn't have to be the one saying anything. Yeah, like you, I should just blend right in and go. Exactly. And like so, it's it's really big turnoff when you're playing and like that. There's that one person, and if like say someone's coming in a jam and if they if they can't just jam and be on time with things, like okay, I understand. We're, obviously, you're not going to shred on some crazy shit to jam with them. It'd just be on some simple stuff. So if they can't keep up. Like I'm at, like you were saying, like we're at an age now where you don't want to bullshit. You just want to get to it. You want to write good music. So it's got to be someone that, that blends well musically. Also personally, I don't like ego cockiness. There's no, I'm better than like, no one's better than anybody. I mean, yeah, yeah, there are people that are better than it. But like, for me, I'm like, but in the end of the day, it's like, you know, we're all human. We all like have our own talents and our own strengths and like, Dude, there's a lot of good people out there, a lot of good players. You know, you might not be the best jazz guy or the best blues guy or this or can do all these kentonic skills, bleh, bleh, pentatonic, whatever the fuck. I'm not a guitar player. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, all these crazy shit. Yeah, if you yeah. can do, if you can just have a good time with your with your people and play, like that's a great start. Like I just look for genuine like a genuine person. I don't yeah. like fake people that are gonna like, oh man, I got all the dopest gear, but like you're playing the same T chord that's been overplayed a thousand million yeah. times and, and it sounds the same as everything, else, you know, or whatever. Like I want it to be a genuine experience, but I want it to be professional and I want it to be some, somebody that understands again, structure and the process of writing music with others. Yeah. There's opinions. There's going to be, I've argued with many of guitar players because when I was younger 
Now I'm just more of a, hey, man, let's just play. You know, like, yeah. I've tried the whole, let's try to shape the song the way I want it. Like, no, it's everybody's input, you know? So it's somebody that is going to work well with the flow. Like, it has to work with the flow. You, They could be a killer player and not mesh well at all. I've played with those people, too. And that's probably the horror story, but we'll get back to it. All right, well. You go. For me... <laughs> For me, it's, it needs to be somebody who I can communicate with, and it needs to be a big thing. Someone who like, understands you, yeah. Your feelings. Your oh my god, your yeah. It needs to be. Heart. It needs to be like somebody like like especially like I can say if because for the most of the bands that I've been in, I've been the driving force of writing and you so know, Dragon Force, yeah. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know of like. Uh, <laughs> they shred. They shred. By the they way, they fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm that guy. Yeah. No, but where I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm writing the vocals and writing the song structure yeah. and stuff like that. But if somebody can't, like, they need to be able to know at least like, you know, chord degrees, you know, um, like scales, guitar something, talk. something, yeah. Of like, like hey, of do that. the G. Dang, I think I'm out of your band then. Yeah, where it's like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> he's at, like, well, it's a. <laughs> What's like, scale? At, at least like where they where they where they where they know of like the they're, fish? they're like oh I'm playing an F sharp like what's that I'm like you're shitting me right play with people like that yeah and it's it's, it's really fucking hard I'm like I could see that on a guitar player being super or, or that they're like oh I'm playing you know an F you know I'm playing like a power chord on two I'm like no you're that's play- like speaking Spanish and English together you're playing an you F sh- and you're you playing know? an F sharp five Sorry. you're playing an F sharp fifth. Where you're playing the fifth of the F sharp plus that I'm like that to me I'm like that really can turn me off because the thing is it doesn't take that much that much to learn. You're right because like I'm a fucking moron and I know what it is. He really is. He's an American (laughs) idiot. (laughs) I'm one. I'm one dumb motherfucker. But I'm a Native American idiot. Okay, yeah, I am (laughs) a Native American idiot. (laughs) So if you if you don't really know a lot of what like structure is like that's like. Because I know very little, but I can get myself by. Especially when I filled in for bands, I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, give me the key that you're playing in. They don't know what they're doing. Exactly. And I'm like, dude, I wouldn't know what to tell. I'm you. like, it's hard. It's it's hard for me to like fill in and do work for your band if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the next degree that you're going to? Yeah. What's your chorus? And he's like, I don't know. Is this? I'm like, you couldn't email me that. I'm like, yeah. we're in fucking 2017, at this point, 2018. Make a video, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, you know it's like, like we're t- at that point where you yeah. can just do that. And, Show it's like, and that is it. really hard to do. I'm like, yeah. if I'm playing bass for a different band and like yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, I'm like, that's totally. super hard. And I'm like, I wouldn't at this point of where I'm playing, I'm like, I wouldn't want to play with somebody like that. As somebody who is like me, like, oh, I'm super inspiring and I'll have like the feeling through my my bones. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. And like, and my biggest thing, I was like, read a book. Yeah. There's a bunch of YouTube videos. Yep. There's a bunch of Instagram videos. Yep. Like, learn what the I fuck you're doing. I started teaching myself that shit because making beats and stuff. I want to know key signatures, shit like that. Like, it's kind of important, you know. Yeah, especially. Yeah. Especially if you start doing like vocal tuning or something, you need to know how to 
understand your music or it won't sound yeah, right. Yeah, and all those people are like, oh, I'm doing it raw, dude. I'm like, no, you're doing it fucking lazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not singing in key. Yeah. You can scream in key. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> know. A, a lot I had of... <laughs> to. On the nods, there was, I mean, that was just straight raw. A lot of, a lot of people don't know that the fact that it's like, you can do that. And so that's my biggest thing. It's like, you need to know your timing. You need yep. to know your fucking key. And I'm like, learn your fucking degrees and learn something. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I can't, you can't riff and do anything unless you don't know what fucking scale, scale you you're You gotta in. be able to talk it. You gotta be able to be, like you said, if you can't talk it, like, hey man, give me a G flat. It's like, if, if you have to think about that, it's, it's a challenge, especially if you're on a level that's like, you're playing with players and other projects or something that understand that stuff and you can and it makes it easy. Like, oh yeah, play this with the diminish. You're like, okay, cool, blah, blah, blah. And so like we've had a horror experience. We've played with a guy before where we tried him out for the band. And it's like, oh, you know, we gave him like, we went to an hourly recording st- a rehearsal studio because we didn't want to bring him to our own because it's like, you know, it's like a weird dude you that we're, we're, we're meeting yeah. him on Craigslist or some shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're like hindsight. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, hey, we're going <laughs> hindsight. So we got like we There's rented a plug hindsight. Yeah. So we rented an hour. I want free rental. Yeah, we rented an hour, and the guy like uh, kind of like oh, like, he, ahead of time you gave him like all the material. Yeah, right? I gave him like you know like six songs. I'm like, okay, learn like at least four of these, and we'll right. jam them out. And it was an hour, and he fucking you know was like okay, and then he and then I'm like okay, well we're gonna come back in two weeks, and I yeah. need you to practice. The six songs plus yeah. two more. I'm like, we're gonna do these songs. Two weeks later, he never fucking listened to them. He said he was like, oh, I never really listened to those. I'm like, what? Well, it's cool because I fucking booked two hours yeah. with you. Thanks. That's only like forty bucks later. Yeah. Thanks. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And he fucking <laughs> no big deal. Cool, dude. He, <laughs> he was fucking terrible. That's sick. And he was a dude. He was like. Yo, dude, let's fucking just jam out. And it's like, oh, do you want to uh, play? Like, oh, you play drums? I'm like, oh, a little bit. So he's like, oh, do you want to play drums, bro? I'm like, what the fuck? Are you shitting me? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can play guitar and sing. I'm like, I've been in those situations. Yeah. I'm like, huh, I'm going home. This is a I'm jam like, session, dude. Stupid. And then he wanted I'm to fucking home. jam. I'm like, dude, no, God we're we're fucking wasting our time. <laughs> so we basically cut the session short. We played like we played with him for like 30 minutes. I'm like, yo, yeah, you know, we're, we're like, done. Man, I think they're kicking us out of here. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I too loud. So uh, we blew a power strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, too hard, so we, we, pa- we packed everything up, and I was like, yo, you're going home, bro. And I'm like, dude. What the fuck is your problem? Get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. you wasted my fucking time and my yeah. fucking money. Yeah. So I'm like, get the hell yeah, out of here. Yeah. And so we never called that guy again. Yeah, of course. Why would you? All right, Kyle, you got any horror story? I mean, that, that was my horror story. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I think we... we I thought we both told it together just now. Uh, yeah, we, we, we did, actually. We've had other, we've had other instances where, you know... <laughs> We've that's had, not the first time someone's done that to well, us. Well, I guess we've had a guy that we like. It wasn't really a horror story. It was more a horror story on our part. Where we were young, we were like sixteen. We had this guy fill in, like, or he was trying out for the band, and he was like twenty one, twenty two, something like that. He was like, a little older guy. Yeah. So we're sixteen. So we, yeah. we're he probably thinks we're kids. We're yeah, children. And he, and he was like, he was. Like, I was in that exact position. No, and he was like crushing it on the drums, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, and so Kyle and I told him like. He was like going like really full force, and he was like, "Yo, yo, I'm gonna do this for the band. I'm gonna do this for the band." And then Kyle and I were like really intimidated because we're kids. We're 16, yeah. and we're like, "This is I'm taking your story." That's fine because <laughs> we have the I same. I remember story. that guy. 
And I was like, yo, uh, you're you're a full little support. you're a little too full force for our band right now. And he's like, Oh, if you guys can't fucking do this shit, you guys aren't gonna ever make it. Ooh. Yeah, he made some like <laughs> low <laughs> comment about how the color of our shoes. Yeah, he made he my made, shoes aren't dark enough to play with you guys. He talked shit about our what guitars, our shoes, and how we played. And then guess what? Uh, a year later, he, his band that he joined opened up for our band. Yeah. So suck them marbles. So oh. Uh, I had the real one, but I'm not gonna bust it out anymore. <laughs> okay. Out of so Brian, uh, we'll, we'll close it out with your horror <laughs> story. Right. So the probably the worst one. I mean, because this is the one that comes to mind the quickest. Um, it was Adam and I were in this project, breaking even. We did a five day stunt on the uh, 2003 Warp Tour, uh, East Coast, whatever. Nice. It was cool. It was cool. We had a guy in the band that that had a hookup, and it was you know one of those deals. It like. I really had nothing to do with it other than suggest that the bands get on yeah. with the label that he had. So it was cool. Um, we had it going for about nine months, and that same guy goes to full sale, or at least was going to go to full sale, pulled the same thing that um, happened with the Justin Case, which this is now less than a year prior. The same thing just happened. Like People yeah. just dropped out, and it was like he was like, to the point where we went all the way to Pennsylvania, which is like a two-hour drive from our, where we grew up yeah, to play this show. And the kids like loved us up there, Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. And um, we are there, and he was supposed to meet us there. And it was like, yo, bro, like we go on soon. What's up? He's like, oh, I'm in Long Island, like New York. Like, sorry, I'm not going to make it. And oh, that Jesus. Was, that was basically the last show that he would have played, I guess, at that point. But... Either way, so that thing kind of dwindled, but as it was dwindling, we were trying to hold together. So we're like, all right, we'll just get another lead guitar player. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. here it goes, you know. So we get a couple, like, you know, inquiries and this and that. And there's one dude, I forget his name, and I'm sorry that I forget his name, but either way, this kid, he's a shredder, but he was a jamming shredder. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And we're like a straight up, like, Hardcore po- punk, like, kind of like, like post post hardcore pop punk, like heavy, like like clean clean vocals and stuff, but like driving the music was for sure, raw, yeah. like it was like fast and driving, yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um, so this dude comes in and we're practicing. I sh- oh, dude, like he had some good ideas, but it was like Grateful Dead, you know, like he and like you know what I mean. And I'm like, we're like trying Dang. to rock out, and this dude's like Grateful Dead, bro. And I'm like, and it, and we're like, it was one of those. He was cool, dude. Like we had met him and like chilled with him before this, and like brought him to my parents' garage where we had our setup. Yeah. And it was just like. Dude, it was like, oh man, to this day, Adam and I will probably both tell you that it was like the most awkward, like wh- same situation. Like, what do you do? Like, get out of yeah. here, bro. Like, you like, kick him out or leave. Like, but we went paying the place. So it was like, we, we kind of like jammed with him for like an hour or so or whatever. And we're like, all right, dude, yeah, we'll call you. Yeah. And then, like, at that point, the bass player had like followed suit with the lead guitar player. So we were like, fuck it. And then yeah. that's that was when. Adam took a year off, and then I went and did another project, the Blue Season. Yeah, so it was kind of like closing it out with a weird note. (laughs) Yeah, we've had that too, where you're like within 15 minutes of playing with the guy, you know, you fucking know it's like guy we're done, but he knows that you've already booked an hour. But he was shredded, but he shredded, you know, and you're just like, 
what happened, dude? Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is it. Like, all you have to do is like a doo 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 You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to. Uh, I guess we're we're really nice too because then we have another meetup afterwards. We play and then we tell we tell them, yeah, we're really nice. <laughs> all right, hey, well, bro. I guess that uh, that that we'll, we'll close it out on that note there. Conclusion. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brian. Thank you for coming out and hanging out with the the You're tone jerks for me, man. and fun. playing without our pilot. I know it's kind of double dipping for you. Tone jerks. This concludes it. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you all. So make sure to you know leave a leave us a comment, leave us a rating, and we'll see you next time. Five star.